1: Learn more at marines.com.
2: It's Tuesday, August 4th, and you're tuned in to the Cleveland Baseball Talk podcast. I'm Joe Noga, joined by Paul Hoynes, our Tribe B writer. Hoynes, uh, the Indians again, fall to the Cincinnati Reds in the opener of their four-game home-and-home series at Great American Ballpark on Monday night. Uh, Another frustrating night offensively for the Indians who really couldn't get much going. Uh, uh, Francisco Lindor with a a home run in the first inning, and it looked like things were going to go good, and then all of a sudden Sonny Gray showed up. Uh, Zach Plisak had a a strong night, another seven-inning performance. But uh, he made one mistake to Joey Votto, and uh, got, that got hit out. And uh, the Indians lose 3-2. to two. They fall to 5-6 and six overall. And third place in the uh, – I'm sorry, fourth place in the American League Central Division, uh, looking up at Detroit, Chicago, and Minnesota. Uh, how, again, it's been asked uh, half a dozen different ways of, of you know, Ten different people, but how do the Indians get out of this funk?
0: Yeah, <laughs> Joe, I, it 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 is uh, it's amazing. It really is. They've lost four straight. They haven't really the most runs they've scored in one game was nine, I think. Uh, you know, back during the last home stand, and other than that, you know, they've been th- four four runs. Four runs is like an avalanche for these guys if they if they manage to score four runs and I think uh, they
2: have six runs in the last six games something yeah it's just uh, it's you
0: know when when a team goes bad like this and no one hits you know they always look worse than they really are but you know and and that's always you, you've always been able to uh make up for that because the season's always so long but you know you do you recover from this do they recover can they can they recover from you know, a four-game losing streak and a five-and-six start, I, you know, I, they're, you know <laughs> I mean, expanded playoffs will help them, you know, and they've got to hit better than this. I, I, I've got to believe that they're a better hitting team than this, but when do they turn it on, around, and uh, how does it happen? I mean, is it one game, or is it like two or three or four guys getting hot and being, uh, you know, consistently productive?
2: Well, and that's that's sort of the thing. The starting pitching has been so good; it's been just waiting there. And, and Sandy Alomar, who's been managing the team the last couple of days with with Terry Francona uh, back in Cleveland, uh, getting some tests done for a gastrointestinal issue. Uh, Sandy Alomar met, keeps mentioning that he hopes that the the pitching staff doesn't sort of start pressing and start changing their routines based on how bad the offense is going, because that that can't happen if the if the Pitching staff goes out there and takes care of business the way that they're that they're they've been doing. the The offense should catch up again. That's predicated on the the values of a 162 game season. Like you said, we we mentioned before this all got started what that first 15 game stretch was going to look like, and we even looked at how some of these these hitters in the offense fared in their careers over the first 15 to 20 games of their uh, you know each season, and. And really, the only one that, that shouldn't be a surprise is Carlos Santana, who, who never really gets off to a, a fast start. He struggled this year. But guys like uh, Francisco Lindor, uh, Fran Mill Reyes, who's obviously got a small sample size, and then the bottom third of that order, who uh, I don't think any one of them is, is hitting above 200 right now, uh, That's that's where this all comes in. These guys haven't strung together back-to-back base hits. Uh, in in more than like uh, a one or two innings this season uh, so far, I, I think it's it's really difficult if you're the pitching staff to not sort of lose faith every time you go out there.
0: Yeah, and that's uh, you know that's you know uh, I know uh, Carl Willis was we talked to him yesterday and uh, the pitching coach. He said all you can do is control what you can control, but these guys are human, you know. They they know if they give up one two or three runs right now this thing the game is basically pretty much over you know or if you make a mistake when you have like a two one lead in, in the seventh or eighth inning the game is over like uh, police act did uh, last night it's 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 a it's a frustrating part of the game and uh, every team goes through it but the Indians are going through it at the worst possible time at, in the worst possible season. You know, it's just, right. uh, you know, they're fortunate that the, 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 that the ex- playoffs have been expanded. But even if you get into the postseason and you're hitting like this, how far are you going to go? You're, you're one and done, basically.
2: Well, we want to get into the topic today of just where help could come from for this offense. But first, we want to, uh, you know, just go back and, and, and listen to last night's starting pitcher, Zach Plesak, and his comments on the game. Uh, like you said, Hoinze, the, the mistake to Joey Votto was a, a pitch that got hit out for a two-run homer in the, I believe, sixth inning. Uh, and he sort of fell in love with his pickoff moves. That, that's what uh, Zach Klesak is known for. Uh, led the league in pickoffs last year. And he's got a really good pickoff move. Uh, the, the Reds had a runner on first base. He, he paid too much attention to him, and sort of lost focus on Votto, and that's what got him in trouble. Uh, here's what Zach Plesak had to say after his start against the Reds on Monday night.
3: Early, you know, I think I commanded the ball pretty well. I kept them off balance. Um, I didn't feel like they were on any of, any of my pitches, you know, throughout the game. I think caught too much, played a couple times. Um, but, you know, I, I felt good, uh, made some pitches. Sandy worked his butt off back there. So, you know, it was a tough loss.
1: On the Vado home run, Sandy Alomar talked about, maybe paying too much attention to the base runner is that something that you would agree with
3: yeah I mean you know in that situation you got a good hitter at the plate Focus, you know should be more on on him Um, you know learning experience for me I saw a guy get a big lead over there and he was kind of playing with my my feet so I was going to play with him back and see if I can get an out a couple close plays and then you know that 2-1 pitch if I would executed that um, I would have been ahead in the count in the driver's seat, but you know, worked back from behind and made a pitch and sent my captain because you know he was he was ready for it
1: on that pitch. Is it amazing that Votto can get his hands inside on a on a fast ball like that and turn on it?
3: Yeah, I mean, I made the pitch. It was a good pitch call. I think if I just elevated that pitch a little bit more, um, he you know I know just looking over the scouting report that's it can get trouble there if you get too much play down in the zone, especially inside. So. It was the right pitch. It just, I think, needed to be executed a little bit higher. And, um, you know, I said my cat to him because he made a great swing on a great pitch.
1: It's obvious the offense is struggling right now. How are, are you guys as pitchers, as starters, not focusing on that and just doing your job?
3: Yeah. You know, just day to day, we're just being consistent with our routines. Uh, I think in the long run, that's just going to help with consistency in performance. So, I mean, we know those bats are going to come around. Um, Couple great at bats, you know. Things in away, guy playing where, you know, he's in the hole um, making a good play. So I think, you know, we're in a great spot. We're just, you know, going to catch fire here soon. So there you
2: have it, Paul. Uh, you know, act pretty confident. Uh, thought he had a pretty good outing, and and really by all accounts he did. Uh, he just made made the mistake to Castellanos, and then made the uh, mistake to Votto, and both of those wound up uh, costing him the game.
0: Yeah, he goes up and in on Castellanos, and Castellanos must have got a little perturbed because he hit the next pitch about five miles. And, uh, you know, obviously, like you said, Joe, uh, Sogo uh, Akiyama was on first base. He threw over there and over there and over there, and he forgot who was at the plate. (laughs) Concentrate on getting Joey Votto out. And did you see how how far Votto was choked up on the bat? I know he chokes up, but he was really choked up on the bat.
2: Yeah, he he always uh, makes a habit of doing that. And you, you can't uh, you can't lose focus on the the former MVP. Uh, this is a guy who's known for uh, for on base, putting the ball in play, you know, getting the bat on the ball, and all of a sudden uh, you make a mistake, uh, too much of the plate with a fastball and he makes you pay for it. Uh, so yeah, that that's where they are after Monday night. they they, they drop to five and six, they're below five hundred. after being five and two, they've lost four straight uh it's just a, a really tough stretch but the saving grace is you've got Shane Bieber coming back Tuesday night uh he's going to give you as much of a chance as anybody to to win a ball game uh after the you know 27 strikeouts in his first two outings
0: yeah he's been on fire uh he's pitched like an ace and they need they need to lean on him uh tonight to uh, get pointed in the right direction get back to cleveland uh hopefully uh, Tito comes back and is healthy uh, can uh, you know resume managing, and um, they get they get they can string some wins together. Not even wins, string some hits together. You know, some score score a couple runs in each inning, or you know, consecutive innings. Just try something new. You know, it's just uh, this is uh, this is terrible baseball to watch if you're a fan. I mean, not terrible, I guess, because the pitching has been so good, but it's frustrating. Just frustrating baseball. Every mistake is magnified you know, in, in what, in the eighth inning last night, when, when the, uh, Allen gets on and Hernandez gets on and they tried to advance on the pitch, pitch in the dirt, Hernandez gets thrown out and they all basically killed the inning.
2: Right. And, and that wasn't uh, Sandy Almar. Uh, we'll hear from him in a second. You know, he didn't mind that play. It was a, an aggressive mistake. Uh, Hernandez had to make sure that Lynn, uh, that Allen was, was running to third before he took off. but. Tucker Barnhart uh, made a really nice play. He got a ball yeah. in the dirt that knocked his mask off, and he still, you know, gathered himself, made a strong throw, and and got Hernandez at second base. Let's hear from Sandy Alomar, who's, uh, you know, not, not not too unfamiliar with nice plays behind the plate uh, himself. Uh, this is what Sandy Alomar, uh, acting manager, had to say last night after the Indians fell to the, uh, the Reds at Great American Ballpark.
1: Well, please, did a, a pretty good job again. If we if we would have scored runs, that the outer would have been perfect. But um, it can tend to lose a little concentration and uh, got a little bit pick happy with uh, with Joe at the plate. Uh, he was a little bit uh, preoccupied with the runner, but uh, sometimes that's happened to him. That's part of maturation. I, I think that. Uh, uh that was a little hiccup in the game that I thought that uh he could have just like more focused more on the on the hitter what do you think of the hitters game plan early on against gray and what did you think about it th- afterwards well we like got his pitch count up there a little bit guys uh we're trying to drive the ball off the middle uh try to go the other way some guys uh, I mean he has a great stuff uh but we kind of let him settle down a little bit after a while and uh he was able to, to pitch, uh, you know, into the 6th, 7 inning. And, and then their bullpen, uh, they got some guys with velo in the bullpen who were not able to to score any runs with those guys.
3: Is there anything you're seeing with Reyes and just his approach that just kind of doesn't look like?
1: Uh, I I think it's a matter of confidence. Uh, I think right now he just probably need a blooper or something like that to get out of it. But uh, he's pulling up the ball, you know. Uh, I'm, not, I'm not sure if he feels like he's 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 uh, bats not quick enough right now, but uh, he's pretty much he looks like he's second guessing himself out there at the plate. Seems to me like a hitter in between. So, you know, uh, they, they make you know he he got to focus on swinging on strike. He's he's chasing balls out of the zone. So right now he's he's struggling. Big part is because he's chasing balls. Sandy on the on the play in the, in the eighth inning, did Hernandez.
0: I'll kind of hesitate instead of just breaking for second base?
1: Um, when I l- looked at the replay, he had a, a little bit of a, a late start. Uh, Banhart did a good job recovering that ball and make an accurate throw. But it seems to me when he was sliding, he didn't slide straight to the back. He kind of tried to go around the back because the, the fielder had his foot right there. And, uh, you know, his his right or left leg got stuck a little bit in the dirt. And that was a disadvantage right there. But it's, it's an aggressive play. He reacted. Uh, you got to make sure the guy from second is going to third base. You necessarily – you don't have to go to second base, but he was just being aggressive. I, I don't think that uh, – I think that was an aggressive mistake. I don't have a problem with that.
2: Okay, so, Paul, like you mentioned, uh, hopefully the Indians get Terry Francona back when they come to the park on Wednesday at Cleveland. Uh, but unless Terry Francona's got, uh, you know – a a whole new offense in his back pocket when he shows up on the bench. Uh, I don't think it's going to make much of a difference. Uh, How can the Indians fix this offensively? Is there anything at the Lake County site? Is there anybody sitting down the end of the bench? Is there anything they can do with the lineup that, that might make a difference?
0: You know, we talked about this a little bit, uh, Joe, yesterday, Uh, you know, maybe moving some of those switch hitters around, giving you a little more balance. so you know the, that the bottom of the lineup isn't as vulnerable as it, as it is right now. I mean, I mean, it's those are non-competitive at bats. Right. You know, there's nobody even putting pressure on the uh, on the uh, pitcher. I mean, I mean, basically non-competitive at bats from, you know, from uh, f- uh, five all the way down to nine. It, it's you know you you're just not getting anything out of those guys. And so I don't know if you shuffle the lineup, maybe you put a you know they. They tried Allen and, and Johnson yesterday. Maybe they give Luplo a chance, you know, just to see if he could break out of it. Um, and I guess you just cross your fingers. And, and when Tyler Naquin is, is ready and maybe Roberto Perez is ready, they can help out. But they're still what? What, Joe? How, how far do you think those they're, guys they're, Those way?
2: guys both have – Naquin's at least a week away. He hasn't even started, you know, really getting into game activity at, at Lake County according to the last report. Uh, Perez, uh, they told us hasn't really thrown yet. So he's going to have a, a, a little ways to go before he's back. Uh, I, I'm assuming he'll be back before the 10 days, but you, you don't know. It, it was, it was, you know, started retroactive. Uh, so, you know, it's possible that he can come off earlier. the, um, of
0: the Shields is down there,
2: but. But you're not you know, looking at Delano DeShields as an offense.
0: Yeah. Since spring training.
2: he He's not a, he's not an answer offensively. I, I think he's more of a defensive Help uh, than anything, I I can't see I, 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 you Chang that you put you yeah. Chang on the roster coming out of out of uh, summer camp because he was tearing the cover off the ball. Maybe you you give him more than just one game. Uh, you you stick him in there and you you tell him to go get him yeah. I, I don't know. Maybe you put him at the at the five spot. Put him at DH. Who knows? Uh, Framo Reyes really hasn't given you much of anything this season. Sandy Alomar said as you as you just heard. He, he feels like he's, he's kind of up there searching for things. He's, he, he doesn't, doesn't really have a plan when he goes up there. Uh, and, and he's just off with everything. And it was just a total 180 from what Fran Reyes looked like in spring training, where he was tearing the cover off the ball and he was so locked in.
0: Yeah. And that, you know, he's a power hitter. He's an all or nothing guy to begin with. And, uh, and now we're getting a, a lot of nothing and, and no all, you know, so, uh, you know, we saw that last year when he came over from the trade with San Diego. He he struggled a little bit right off the bat. And then he started to find a groove. I think when this guy's like most power hitters, if he if he can just start driving the ball the other way, doesn't have to drive it out of the park, up the middle, the other way, I think then you'll start to see his swing improve. But, but right now, he looks lost at the plate.
2: All right, Paul, let's jump into some uh, questions from our subscribers on subtext. Uh, Cleveland.com subtext to subscribe, three ninety nine dollars a month, and you get uh, constant text updates from Hoinsey and myself. Uh, everything we know about the Indians you'll know first uh, via subtext. Uh, Cleveland.com subtext or send a text message to 216-208-4346. Paul, what do our subscribers have to say about what's going on with the Indians?
0: This is from uh, Corey Johnson in Austin, Texas. You know, I watched Reyes a couple of times in Arizona. He was hitting the ball all over the place. What's happened to him? Is it mechanics? Uh, Mechanics, approach,
2: timing. I think everything is off right now. Uh, Like we said, the... The layoff, the four-month layoff, when Reyes went back to the Dominican Republic, uh, his um, home is actually 90 minutes away from the Indians training facility there in in the Dominican. So he didn't really get an opportunity to do a lot of uh, facing live pitching and live at-bats. Uh, really, uh, it was almost like four months of, of, of no, no real work on his craft. He came back to summer camp and, and sort of didn't have a feel for it.
0: Yeah, I, I agree completely. I agree completely. This is from Ed McGowan from Gilbert, Arizona. It's obvious the Indians need some offense. Are there any rumors about a trade?
2: Wow, Hoynes, what do you think? A, a, a trade at this point in this particular season, what are you going to give up and who could you get at right now with basically just your, your prospects as collateral?
0: Yeah, I mean – uh Joe, it's and the trade of the you know the trading pool is cut down too because teams can only trade players that are in the 60 player pool. You can't dive into a team's uh, you know a minor league system to get their get their prospects if the top prospects aren't you know on on the 60 player pool. You know, I think it's I don't think it's I know obviously the trade deadline is, is you know, it's August thirty-first, so it's you know in a regular season, this would be the time where rumors are starting to heat up. But you know, they played eleven games. Um, are you really going to start making trades now and and turn over the whole roster when these guys really haven't had a chance to get going? And you know, that's the that's the danger and and kind of the uh, excitement about a sixty-game season. It's you know, it's kind of you you got to jump with jump right in with both feet. And so far, the Indians have jumped in with one foot and one of their hands tied behind their back.
2: Well, well, really, there is one trade chip that they do have, and that would be the doomsday scenario. If, if things keep <laughs> trending the way that they are, Could if the Indians find themselves in fourth place in the division after 20 games, do you think Francisco Lindor gets traded to a, a contending team or a, a team that thinks they have a chance, and you, you try to get as much for him as you can? I don't even think you could
0: get anywhere close to value for Francisco Lindor at this point. You're going to get discounted value for him. I I think you'd almost be better wait until the off season. Oh, and, they will <laughs> and, and trade him. But I, I I think that would be that would be yeah that's the doomsday scenario, Joe. You hit that on the, the nail on the head. You you would have to
2: find a a contender that's completely desperate and had a surplus of something that you really needed. Uh, and, and I don't think that, that, that perfect partner is out
0: there anywhere. And this is from, uh, this, this is a question. I uh, didn't have a, uh, an author goes, okay. how long has Mike Seggy been the traveling secretary for the Indians? It seems like forever. Wow. I, I, I looked this up, Joe. I looked you this looked up. It up. Okay. He is in his 47th year as traveling secretary, longest tenured, uh, traveling sec in, in, uh, MLB. And, and He's been at it so long that that his dad was general manager. I was
2: I was gonna say wasn't his father like in the front office or something? Yeah,
0: just, did, him and Gabe Paul, uh, Phil Seguin, and Gabe Paul ran the Indians for years, and uh, that's uh, Mike uh, got in, you know, as the traveling secretary. 1974 he
2: started. Well, and and just to tell you the the cachet and the uh, the sort of you know the the I want to say power. But what uh what Seggy has with him when he when he walks around that clubhouse and, and around the team, uh Tito, when you bring up Seggy to Tito in a, in a, during a press conference, Tito who would normally, you know, bust on anybody in the organization, even even lightly, he doesn't take any shots at Seggy. He knows not to mess with the guy who books the hotel rooms that you go on and, and all that. He he knows not to screw around with Seggy and he doesn't do it. He he jokes about it, but he, he doesn't he doesn't mess anything there.
0: Yeah, you don't mess with the with the traveling secretary, and you don't mess with Mike Seggy. He he knows where all the skeletons are buried. <laughs> Excellent.
2: Uh, that's great. There's some uh, some really good questions from our uh, subscribers. Go ahead and submit. Even if you're uh, you know sitting there watching and expressing your outrage at a at an in, at an Indians game at a loss at the at the offense, whatever you've got, uh, send it to us via subtext, and we will. Using in our post game shows, using in our, our daily wrap ups, and uh, you know, it, maybe it we'll spark some sort of debate. Maybe maybe somebody will listen to an idea here or there. Not likely. All right, Paul. <laughs> um, we'll uh, we'll be back at it tomorrow uh, with another edition of the Cleveland Baseball Talk podcast. Shane Bieber on the uh, on the hill tonight. So uh, good vibes only here from the uh, from the show and from the podcast with Beaver on the mountain. Definitely. Let's go.